Okay, so Record Store Day UK is officially up, but not the US list isn't. I saw. I mean, it, it is. Today. No, okay. I mean as a as a nap. Oh, there's an app. So I'm gonna use theirs list to say. Oh, I. Oh, no, and then here's how we're gonna do it. I'm okay. gonna ask you a series of questions, Quinn. Yeah. Tell me. Don't even tell me. Okay. Let's just do it. It's recording already, so we're doing. Oh, okay. What is the most important record you've ever purchased? Ever. Ever. So I was in Tampa, and I was at a place called Bananas. And what was amazing about Bananas is it's fact, like massive. It's crazy. It is basically the hottest place you've ever been because it's Tampa, Florida. Tens to 70,000 records in this place, and it's done by just going through real. I mean, order but none. And I found a Cocteau Twins record that was limited to I think seventy-five pressing. I gotta look again. For only 60 bucks, and it was a pick disc, it was a picture disc, and uh, it was a live show from one of their Glosco uh, original first ever um, recordings for shows, and that was one of the greatest finds I've ever had. Why, though? Like, why was that record so special to you? It's the Cocteau Twins. I mean, this is my favorite band of all time, right? One of my favorite bands of all time. Elizabeth Frazier, she has the most uh, ethereal voice of all time. She invented her own language to basically be a instrument to the band, but at the same time makes sense of what she's singing. Things like Sugar Hiccup didn't really make sense to people, but that was a thing. It was a yeah. song. Uh, yeah, she was... She was right. just... So in classic What Ails You Fashion, I want to go deeper. Like, what in your life was impacted by that record? So, really, I've only listened to that record maybe twice in my life and put oh, it away. Well, that's it. That's it. It's a live recording. They're not one of the best bands ever live. They're actually <laughs> terrible live, to be honest with you. Interesting. Yeah. So when I first saw the Cocteau Twins on a Four Calendar Cafe tour, which is not coming out on a Record Store Day release, it's only coming out in the UK, it's coming out, but it's not coming out in the US. Very sad to hear. So they're putting out Four Calendar Cafe and Milk and Kisses, their last two records. Um, and S- Simon, they're, they're, he created a label called Bella Union, based on what the Cocteau Twins were doing as in their ending career. So he decided that Bella Union, the name of Bella, which is the daughter of Elizabeth Frazier, he basically said, Bella Union, let's make a label. He only found out about it when they released the list. Mm. Yo, he's freaking pissed. He's fucking pissed. Like, why am I not been told about this? So he said, all I want is two records. And they did. So Record Store Day is going to send him. They didn't let him know. And that kind of breaks so my heart. That doesn't totally answer my question. I know, it doesn't. Why, why that record? Yeah. Because it's so limited. It was so... No, One no, of my no, favorite no. bands. I don't care. I want to know in your life, like, why is that record important? Because it's so limited of a band that I love so much that there's only less than 100 people that I share that with. That record with. That with, yeah. Yeah. And the Cocteau Twins in your life. Yeah. Cocteau. Do yeah. they represent anything more than limited to 100? Oh, the Cocteau Twins mean the world to me. Um... They are a band that I could drive to, cook to, bathe to, sleep to, um, anything to. Yeah. Um, I mean, we people that are going to listen to this will say sex to. People that listen to this are going to say probably, yeah, eat to, like cook to. People that listen to this are going to say probably uh, a pool day with, enjoy a beer with, enjoy wine with, enjoy a cocktail with. No, not cocktail twins, cocktail nah. twins. Yeah. But... They're a Glasgow. Yeah, that's why I did that. Cocteau twins. twins. So so they're from Glasgow, Scotland, and um, there was just something about Elizabeth Fraser that was so unique. I found out about them at the the unique time when 120 minutes on MTV was in its heyday. When I heard Carolyn's Fingers 
off of uh, holy shit, Bluebell. No, mm-hmm. um, it. My mom's name Carolyn. So I was like, "Hey, mom, they wrote a song about you." I'm 13 years old, 14 years old, and I'm like, "Ha ha ha!" And she's like, "This is weird." And I went, "Yeah." When mom says this is weird, I go, "Cool, this I'm is fucking that. awesome, right?" Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna take the next question. I'm gonna yeah. say, "Why is Record Day, uh, Record Store Day, important to you?" That's pretty easy. Uh, sorry, guys, I was taking a sip. Thank you, three daughters, for that sip. Mm-hmm. Um, why is Record Store Day important to me? Because we're not letting something die. Yeah. You know, we're not letting records die. Yeah. The price of these records are out- outrageous sometimes, and that is a very no to Brian Quayne. But, yeah, but we're talking about but we're talking, limited to 100 people. We're talking about yeah, something so, special on one day. So if I get to go to this record store that I go to, Park Avenue CDs. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Tom. Hi, Shelly. Um, if I get to... Hi, Mikey. If I get to say I'm going to go to Park Avenue CDs, yeah. they're only going to get about 20 of these releases because yeah. it is limited worldwide to, to 25, yeah, 2,500. Yeah. This Jack White release that you want is probably only 2,000. That's that's hard. Yeah. That's really hard to find. You have to be extremely in line. Yeah. The Geraldine Fibbers I want. Only certain independent record stores yes. get this content. Get this co- Right. So Scott Brown has a friend that said, I have a friend that yeah, yeah. has a record store. You know, you might want to line up there, but he's not a participating. Right. You have to right. be, even though you're an independent record store, Record Store Day has to say, all right, how long you been? What are you doing? What do you, how, do you do records? And if not this year, next year, let's talk. Right, right. So, um, so unfortunately, I can't go there. I, I still would put my heart into waiting in line at Record Store Day. It's with, an important day, right? This, Park Avenue, this represents it is. a certain yeah. community in the industry, and it says... Exactly. We support the small. We so, support the local. And you say that with records, right? But yeah, with yeah. here in Orlando... Uh, what Park Avenue does is huge giveaways with Enemy Inc. We've heard yeah. their name through. Right. First started with 1010. Mike Wallace doing his stickers and his shirts with 1010. I mean, with uh, Enemy Inc. Um, a lot of people do. And I'm, I'm guaranteeing. So today's episode, I'm guaranteeing that Brent is good friends with everybody that's going down right. at Enemy, Enemy Inc. Everybody talks about Enemy Inc. We'll be talking about Enemy Inc. very soon. But honestly, they do live screen printing right there for shirts. So exclusive shirts that are done for that day. Uh, giveaways on how much you spend. But then you have cupcake places. You have pie places. You have Sushi Lola that's right there. Maybe even Brent might. We'll find out. At Red Light, Red Light, does he do stuff for Record right. Store Day? In this community, everybody's giving giveaways. And exactly. We, yeah, we yeah. get in line at 3 a.m. People will start. You might think, okay, I'm going to take a nap. No, at 4.30, someone's going, hey, I'm sorry, but... I, I'm over at what's it called? You know, here's some da 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 da. Do you want some coffee? I guarantee lineage. Lineage, you better be doing this. But lineage may be coming out because they're right across the street at West End Market. East so, end. huh? East, East End Market. Yeah. Where's the West? West End's over in the UK. It's they Broadway. do that right there, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's so Baker Street, where yeah, you get yeah, to see yeah, the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the theater's just right. East End Market. I took uh, Jillian to see um, Wicked there. So the reason we're asking these questions, mm-hmm. of course, is mm-hmm. there's a parallel here. We have Record right. Store Day coming yeah. up, um, which is, if you're listening to this on Thursday, coming up in two, two days. days. Yeah. Get out, get in line, support local, uh, support small, support independent. And there's a parallel. Yeah. To craft beer. Yes. And we do this for beers, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. this is why you I jump felt, in line. Yeah. So I think this really will hit home to why we're doing this episode. Yeah. I'm willing to do this for records when a shit ton of people are willing to do this for beer. Yeah. And I have. I have. Uh, Central 28, I went in a heartbeat. Are you kidding? Whatever Jeff DeBishop does, I will definitely say, 
I love his bottle releases. And a lot of bottle releases are very selective to what they do. Mm-hmm. And I hope uh, well, Brent did one. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're on the Red, Red Light, Red Light episode. That Provision Farmhouse Ale. I wish I was off on that Saturday. We weren't. Yeah. But I would like to have tried that at Farmhouse Ale. Yeah. So, which... Yeah. Can't wait to find out so more about. So there we go. Uh, yeah. Guys, uh, Queen just said the name of the brewery for yeah. this week's episode. Yeah. It is a couple storefronts down from Park FCD. Exactly. Which is where you can go for Record Store Day. Um, our interview is focused uh, with Brent from Red Light, Red Light and their story uh, of being not only something in Orlando that represents uh, beer and a place where you can go and get a brew with your friends. And for years, it's been an industry standard for craft beer. Like I think the first in Orlando that really made craft beer popular. Yeah. Um, but now they're making beer, yeah. and so the conversation is, what are you doing for the beer community? What is you know what is unique about your beer? Yeah, and why are we talking about it on Record Store Day? Yeah, so I'm really anxious because I know Brent's a big. We heard it in the 1010 episode, and then he's come up in the Cask and Larder yeah. episode, and Garrett's mentioned Brent, and then Ron mentioned Brent. Uh, he's come up a few times, and I think I know he's a huge music fan, so I think this was perfect. Not only is he a few storefronts down. But at the same time, he's a huge music fanatic about this, yeah. so I think it's awesome. Yeah. And uh, it was just funny, as knowing him, I don't know if he would ever get in line for this kind of thing, but he loves his music. He really does. So it's going to be fun. Um, also, let's ask this question. The greatest record store day find I've ever had? Is? Rob Crow, thank you so much for doing this, allowing Pinback to make Pinback's first release. They're self-titled. The fact that I could put the record down and hear Tripoli on vinyl... I have one on clear vinyl, and it's Pinback's first record. That made me one of the, ma- the most happiest men in yeah. the world. Because I do have all of Bruce Springsteen's, but um, there was nothing like being able to get Pinback on vinyl. That's no. cool. Yeah, it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Record Store Day is... And check our Instagram, because it's up there. Is obviously cool, man. Like We love it. Uh, and I think Red Light's a good fit, so... Mm-hmm. Get in there. Yeah, we don't want to do talk about interview. what we're doing. Yeah. Let's, let's do the interview. Yeah, yeah. Outro, guys. We got a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. Obviously, the interview. So let's find out what goes on. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we have a lot of thank yous and a lot of what's to come. Coming More up importantly, in the outro. we got an interview. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, guys. I'm heading in. Had you in mind uh, from the get go, really from the get go, when we said let's let's do this podcast. Uh, because I've followed you for now three locations. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Uh, what's funny is I remember hearing Red Light, Red Light from uh, two friends of mine who I've toured with. I did a music video for them, uh, New Roman Times. So, oh, yeah. as we know, Dan and Josie. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, how long did you know them? And, um, a few years. So, yeah. before, let's see, I moved to Orlando in 2001. So, shortly after that. Okay. And where were you living before that? Was that... Uh, West Palm Beach. Always in Florida? Yeah. So born and raised Florida? Yep. Or Really? Okay. Yeah. Like uh, eighth, I think... Eighth genera- generation? Florida? Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. Okay. Yeah. So then what did uh, so what did mom and dad do then in West Palm? Like, what was their... What um, kept them there, I guess? Are they still there? They're still... Well, they're there uh, most of the time. They okay. have a townhouse up here. Now that uh, they have a grandbaby up here, so... Okay. come up, yeah. like, every other weekend. That makes sense. So, it's not a bad yeah. drive. Yeah. What is it, three hours now? Like two and a half, three. Yeah. It's so funny. The older I get, I feel the longer it takes to get down there. The yeah. more we're like talking about like, okay, so we have Jay Wakefield to do, Wynwood, MIA. Right. And it's like, fuck, that's like a four-hour drive yeah. for it. It's like, really, it's not. It's like a few albums and you're there. Like you well, listen we used to always music. drive up to shows in Orlando and drive home that night. Yeah, and yeah. Thinking, 
Always. Didn't think twice of it. Now, I used, now I used it's to exhausting. <laughs> it, it really is. Like, I, for us to say even I want to do uh, First Magnitude really soon because of the Apopka beer they did. Right, uh, right. You know, and congratulations to them. And it's like, we did Swamphead and it was like a one day. We drove yeah. up, did the interview yeah. and drove back. And it was like, that wasn't that bad. And then by five o'clock, I'm like, man, I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that again. But Getting old I mean, sucks. It, getting old sucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I used to book shows at Respectable Streets Cafe down there oh, okay. in, uh, right. in West Palm. I know I look young, but I mean, it's the 90s when the whole ska punk thing was yeah, going yeah, on at Respectable yeah. Streets. It was yeah. awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Uh, I was around for that. Recently, yep. just found out Oscar Isaac yeah, was in a band. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. So it was just so funny that, uh, yeah, I've seen him play guitar many a time and yep. be on that stage. And it was just yeah. so funny yeah, to go, holy see the worms, shit. Uh, a few times. I didn't say it a lot, but I've seen him a Yeah, a few times, times right? Yeah. 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 So uh, you move up in 2001, you said? Yes. So it was 2001. And uh, so you got to know Dan and uh, Dan and Josie. Was it because they were in a band together? Or? Well, first I met Josie uh, when she was running, uh, I guess it was The Social already at that point. Oh, okay. Not Sapphire. Yeah, it was Social. Yeah. Um, no, I think it was still, I think she did the transition. Yeah. Because I remember she wanted to call it The Vox. Because gotcha. there was like this, like, I guess the, the mirror or there was a window and it said Vox up there. And she's like, you know, it makes sense. Music with Vox right. and da da da. And yeah. I remember, like, holy shit, man, she has a good point there. And then became the social. I always liked the Vox. I always thought yeah. that was like I stuck with her with that. Okay, sorry, go for it. Gosh, I never actually knew that story either. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's interesting. If you look, I think it's still yeah. up there. Oh, if right. you go on the social, yeah, yeah, you look up and it's it's still there. That window, yeah, yeah. it's like rose rose colored. Uh, it's just like a mosaic, if you will. But it yeah. says it up there. So you met them, um, and then. Did they always have this idea to help you out in making Red Light, Red Light happen? So let's, let's tell no, the story so of Red Light, Red Light. I bartended at a bar called Ballard and Corum, yep. which was in the space that became Red Light. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was owned by two sisters. Uh, one sister ran the bar upstairs, and one sister ran the bakery that was downstairs. That's right. Um, and Ballard and Corum was their middle names, I believe. Oh, is that, was that really yeah. what it was? Yeah. I always wondered. Yeah. I was always like, what the hell was that yeah. name? So, um, it's a good name. At one point, uh, the sister that ran the bakery uh, was thinking about stepping out, and so the owners, uh, the owners of the, the upstairs, uh, were former owners of the Social slash Sapphire. Okay. And at the time, they owned a uh, like barbecue bar, I Sky, right. I Spy, mm-hmm. and Sky Sixty, and so uh, they always loved working with Josie um, when she ran the Social for okay. them. Okay. Right. And uh, they knew they were friends and. Um, got us together to kind of come up with a concept ideas for to make upstairs and downstairs kind of one thing and uh, then they end up kind of doing a 180 the uh, sister decided to keep the bakery right going and then the bar sister I guess decided to kind of step out of it okay so because um, I remember the bakery being there yeah then you... they then they just kind of said uh, well would you guys just want to buy the bar from us and we were like um what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? You know, like never really never thought about. Like, so somebody really just offered you yeah. that spot. So That's the, so unheard of. For the longest time, people would always ask me, what does it take to open a bar? I'm like, I have no idea. Exactly. I was going to ask you that. Of course uh, I'm going to ask you that. You work for, <laughs> you work for Hearst and Ashley and then they present it to you. It's <laughs> like, so uh, funny. That's um, crazy. Yeah. So we learned a lot, a lot of life lessons, I think, when we moved to the current location. Okay. Yeah. Lot, yeah. Lot of yeah. Yeah. Not to do. <laughs> yeah. So Josie and Dan come in. Uh, yeah. I guess they help you say. Well, we were in it. We were all in it. Uh, equal. Uh, equal shares. Good. Uh, okay. Uh, it was three of us. Uh, um, I was 
we were doing a lot of music and art, and uh, that was a little bit more their passion. I like that, um, yeah. That's what I always liked about it up there, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. So mine was more of the beer focus. Okay, so you didn't, did, were you booking shows there, so? No, um, I think most of that was probably going through, uh, through Josie. Okay, that makes time. sense. Um, so shit, she was playing double duty with the social had and a, that. Yeah, for a little wow. while. Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, we all had day jobs when yeah. we first started it. Exactly, yeah. Um, Dan worked for a credit card uh, mm-hmm. processing company, I believe. Uh, yeah. I had a, I worked at Pottery Barn in the stock room. Okay. On uh, Park Avenue. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Uh, left there, got an office gig with my roommate for okay. a little while too, but um, um, yeah. So we get in there. Uh, what's funny is I don't think the audience knows right now is that because we do get out of country and out of state listeners and gotcha. thank you. But Red Light, Red Light started off and we'll get, definitely get into the beers. But yeah, you weren't even making beers yet. You were, were you even thinking of making beers at this time? Yeah, yet? I was. So you're homebrewing? I was or? homebrewing. Okay. I started homebrewing in 2001. Okay. Uh, so this was 2005. Um, so I've been homebrewing for a few years. And when I interviewed for the bartending job, I had mentioned that I wanted to. Know. Yeah. Like every home brewer that's ever home brewed, I want to do this for a living. Of course, yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and we hear that uh, every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that was where I was at at that point and kind of mentioned that. And I think that's why they decided to present a, present that offer to us. Okay, that like, makes sense. They knew right. that I was, had that kind of aspiration. I never really thought about owning a bar before. Were, really you just, were you just sharing beers at that time? Like who was saying, holy shit, you need to be putting these out. Like these beers need to be out there. Um, I would do a lot of uh, my own secret shopping. Like I would pour patrons uh, pours of homebrew and uh, hey, what do you think about this sample we got in? And uh, yeah. trying to get an honest opinion. Yeah. Because uh, you know you give it to your friends and they're all, they're, oh, they oh, love it's you. Great, this is great. Right. It's like no, it's, tell me for real. Yeah. What do you really think? And yeah. So at least I got some honest opinions and smart how to uh, get better brewing and stuff like that and you know of course you tell them like oh i made this at home oh it's great like ah, that's not what you said the first time yeah. go with that. So. <laughs> so if you're home brewing at home uh day job uh how how often did you get to make beer though um that'd be probably every chance i got i right. don't remember had to exactly, be busy. you had to be busy no sleep um i didn't uh we didn't keep the day jobs too too long right okay probably i would say less than a year oh really okay yeah okay i think it was just we it got to be too much i think we were all just I mean, you could at least walk yeah. from Pottery Barn to the first red light, red right. light. Yeah, right. at least they're about yeah. a quarter of a mile think, from each other. I think other. Dan might have kept his job longest. Yeah. I remember um, when we were even on tour, he was he was still working that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But um, I think Josie ended up, uh, yeah, there were some issues with her employers at the, the social at the time. Right. Some, yeah. So I don't remember when she they... She was kind of forced to leave that job so. really okay because i don't remember was... i don't remember all the details right. exactly but uh there was i some, miss her there was, i really do yeah she was yeah. actually just here uh get out really uh what was that like um oh, wait. around the holidays yeah she was yeah. she did she messaged yeah. me saying hey i'm gonna be down it'd be nice and yeah she came by here and we hung out yeah when was the last time you saw her then it was like years probably years um, huh? well it's not uh, just a couple years okay like she'd she'd come down uh within i uh, was like two or three years maybe okay yeah because I know that she moved, like, they moved to Austin, and yeah. Austin, 
Austin. Yeah, her family is still here in uh, like Casadega okay. area, so she's real close with That's her. That's right, because uh, before we drove out to the tour, I stayed in Casadega yeah. for a night, and I was like, I heard about this place. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. scared the shit out of me, but then yeah. nothing happened, and I was like, okay, right. it's like any other yeah. city. And I just yeah. took my mom to Casadega. Yeah, People she's real, she's real close it. with her mom and uh, her Oma, grandma. Yeah. So. So, so when we're when we are doing red light, red light, was that New England, right? It yep. was on New England, uh, Park Ave. I rem- just I wasn't sure because I know that the parallel to Park Ave and everything. Um, yeah, we're about know, you walked so it was in. about two blocks, a little over two blocks, I think off uh, yeah. Park Ave. So right across you from uh, Dexter's. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so now you were doing the artful thing, like bands every weekend kind of thing, or like um, often. Um, yeah, right. We had uh, some friends. Did a jazz weekly jazz night. Okay. Uh, we had our friend uh, DJ on a weekly basis. I mean, you guys stood out. You stood out because it was so fun to see art there. Like, you really had some cultural that was in that yeah. area. You yeah. didn't have to go downtown, right. and that was good for me. As I'm getting older, I was like, "Fuck it, I don't really want to go downtown." Right. I like this place, Red Light, Red Light. So you go upstairs and you just go, "Wait a minute, I don't know what that is. I have never had that." And now the beers were really exceptional like you stood out as also this beer bar that yeah. so was this always your idea to have it kind of the usual it kind of started uh while i was bartending for the former owners okay um as a home brewer i started to discover that there was uh oh there's breweries in the state of florida uh yeah. well there was one well there were two i think at the time uh dunedin mm-hmm. brewing company of course yeah so we used to carry uh, their stuff on tap um so i think when i when we first moved into that or took over the former bar had bass guinness um like bud light and actually i think like lindemann's frambois like on tap okay but i was like why do we have guinness and bass i mean dexter's has that on draft right now too and right fiddler's green is three blocks over yeah the kids are like going people there aren't anyway. coming yeah. here to drink guinness yeah <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean so that was smart. Just try to do something different. And so we started bringing in some uh, local beers at Ballard and Corum. And then... Um, and that just transitioned over when you yeah, took over the, kinda, for Red Light, Red Light. Yeah. So we... I I think... I don't know if this is 100% true, but I think we were probably the first, like, kind of all craft bar. I think so, right? I would, I would say so. I mean, so. there's definitely... Like, Will has mm-hmm. been doing craft beer for longer than i lived in orlando but you know yes everything else too but and he has a lot more yeah, taps and when, uh, yeah andy uh, gurgin was running uh back booth mm-hmm. that was a place that i learned a lot about craft yeah. beer yeah. yeah it was fun to go to those places too i mean you're seeing underground bands bands that i, I loved back booth and and will's based on when i tell people i saw the decemberists in a room that's about the size of this that i'm in right now like red light yeah. red light i mean people couldn't believe there was only 20 people in the crowd yeah. at the drive-in on in casino yeah. out there was only 20 were, people like 30 we're people seeing in the like crowd. tv on the radio yeah yeah the original wills yeah. uh it, with dan dan like he's like hey there's bands coming you should come with me like, was, like oh, i'll go check it out whatever i remember telling people uh i always yeah, there's probably like 15 20 people yeah <laughs> and I, I all the people that went to go see this movie jump tomorrow tunday's in that movie and it was one of my favorite comedies if you will dark comedies this guy joel hopkins did and i'm telling everybody i'm like look the lead actor is in that you liked of this movie is the singer of this band he's like the creativity of it nobody showed up and i was like man you really missed out on an opportunity to see what tunde was doing before i guess they blew up and they were going to blow up i mean you knew they were going to blow up but uh i love the fact that 
you guys helped bands come in. You always kind of did, and we'll definitely get into bands coming in because I loved, which we kind of talked about before, but I want to do talk about uh, the Bennett, and we definitely will get into Bennett. Uh, so when we're upstairs, mm-hmm. how long did that last? How long were you doing that for uh, before about, the move? About four years. Right. Give or take. Yeah. And what made the move? What said, okay, so we're getting out of this Park Ave, Poshy area. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. the bakery finally did sell to someone else. Okay. Um, the landlord, because uh, we were basically under one lease. We just kind of split right. the rents and the utilities. Uh, they wanted us to sign our own lease, and the city of Winter Park uh, curtailed uh, drinking in that area on a week. The weekday you had to be done by 11. Uh, midnight, really? Midnight on Friday and Saturday. So we tried to um, get that changed a couple of times with uh, Dexter's and stuff, and the, the city council uh, didn't really want to even discuss it. They would shut us down Damn, shocking. without discussion. Without discussion. So I think I just decided I wanted to, you know, be able yep. to compete <laughs> more with uh, some of the other bars in town. Yeah. And <laughs> what was in Bennett before you guys moved in? Uh, it was a Mexican restaurant. It's called Azteca. Oh, yeah, Azteca. that's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, have, I have some crazy pictures of when we first uh, yeah. moved in there. That's so funny. Everything was like purple, bright yellow, red. That's yeah. so funny. I forgot about that. And then, yeah, you guys moved in. Jillian, actually, my wife, has like the final, I think the final day of Smiling Bison's day there. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, Josh had her take photos there. Oh, cool. and I guess they're blowing them up and they're putting them oh, on cool. canvas. Yeah, it's cool. really sweet what Josh Oakley's doing uh, for yeah, the said, Stanford uh, he area. Sent, he sent me a picture of a... Uh, the men's bathroom wall. Yeah, that was it. Uh, Jillian took he, that. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. had that frame. He said, yeah, I, I took the clipping of it, like when Jillian took the photo, yeah. the Frodis. So yeah, yeah, let's go to Bennett. Let's go to Bennett. Let's uh, okay. let's talk about right. that. So you move into Bennett, which is further down the road. It, it, it's it's pretty much. Yeah. It's not an easy. It was, unless you know the back streets to get yeah, there, it was, but it was it's, a it's destination uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. At the time, uh, rent was good. Yeah. Um, could, more taps. We could, uh, yeah, we had, we had more room. Yeah. Um, it's bigger space. A uh, lot of more. I was just gonna say, bigger miss, space. I miss that patio every uh, every day. Yeah, it was <laughs> such a good patio. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, patio. yeah. Um, and we could stay open till two whenever. in the morning. Yeah. That's so, not like I'm saying whenever, which, but no, no, whatever. Which uh, ended up presenting its own trouble with our neighbors across the street there. But, it, uh, it had residential <laughs> behind, right? Yeah. No, uh, the, oh, no, the that nightclub wasn't. across the street. Uh, what was it again? Like um, Roxy, Roxy or something? Was it really yeah. Roxy? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's called Guilt. But anytime there was, you know, we had trouble, it was always people from that place that, like, people would come in wasted, like, oh, I got kicked out across the street. Well, don't yeah, tell don't us come that. In, yeah, like, don't come in here. I don't want you in here if you got kicked out over there. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. Keep that to yourself, man. But, so. Um, so did you always want to stage over there? Did you want to kind of still keep the idea yeah, of yeah. having bands play? Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, we expanded the stage uh, in New England. Uh, like, Dana Josie left in 2007. And so uh, after that, I remember, uh, actually, uh, Thomas Wynn uh, helped, uh, he helped build the stage. That's at, awesome. Uh, at uh, New England. Okay. And then um, my buddy Jimmy uh, and I built the stage at uh, Bennett Road. Um yeah, and uh, my roommate uh, at the time, uh, Jacob, uh, he did most of the booking. Okay, that, it was yeah, and he smart. was doing he was doing some of the booking at uh, New England too after Dan and Josie left. So was he booking other places then? Because I mean, we're seeing bands come in yeah. that 
I was like, man, they're getting bands. No, and, um, no huh? just he'd been in bands, uh, you know. Okay, so that's how he knew these people, like yeah. if he was yeah touring or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah because again, like I said, one of my favorite shows of all time was uh, Frodus, a DC band. And yeah. anybody listening, if you've never heard Frodus, I can't say that. I mean, it, it, it <laughs> could be an acquired taste, definitely. But they were so freaking talented, man. There was, I loved it, and I was, I'd seen them a dozen times. They were, okay. yeah. That was my first that. time. Actually, that was your first time seeing yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Because it makes sense. Because I think the yeah. first time they were there, they were still kind of babies around Florida touring. Then the Refused tour. Yeah. Then that ended really quick because of the breakup of Refused. Yeah. And then In Shape to Punk to Come. And then, uh, yeah. Then you brought Frodus back, and I was like, "This that is was it. all." That was all Jacob. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, and uh, we were both so excited about it, and the. The funny thing was, uh, Jacob had to go out of town, so we actually missed the show. Holy shit, that yeah, sucks. He's like, I'm booking the show, and I can't even be there. That sucks. Oh, uh, God. It was... I, don't remember, I don't remember why he went out of town. What was your favorite show? What was your, like, what favorite, what was your favorite band that played Bennett? Do you Man. remember? Um, or what were you most proud of? Like, holy shit, this band played Frodus, Bennett. Frodus uh, was yeah. one of okay, them. Yeah, okay, that's awesome. Sure. Good, uh, good. Leatherface. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was amazing. That now, was actually our first night open at Bennett Road. Was that really your first had, night? Uh, Leatherface play, yeah. I, uh, I honestly thought yes. I broke my ankle that night because jumping so on stuff, someone's back. So much stuff stolen from us that night. Really? It's broken. <laughs> it was a great night. But it was cool. It was a great night. It was awesome. <laughs> One of my, uh, so people listening, I'm sure they're hearing in our intro that this is the Record Store Day episode. I was so excited, what, four years ago? Uh, Leatherface did the, all three records on just in one compilation remastered oh, cool. yeah. uh and i got it it was there was only three copies at park ave and i felt like the it was the greatest accomplishment ever yeah. <laughs> they re-released it like a year later uh, and i was like you sons of bitches i was like <laughs> i have every leather face here and it was like everything was like 40 tracks each oh, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, it was like cool. 10 10 vinyl yeah because it, it was just like every album but then the rarities and the b-sides and stuff yeah. like that and i was like holy shit it was everything they ever put out yeah. and they're they're one of my favorites because that's what got me really into like hot water music. Oh yeah, I mean you, yeah. it's easy was, to kind of. That's probably that one comparison. of my one of my favorite shows. That not at Red Light, but just ever was, seen was seen uh, was was hot water music. Hot water uh, music, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was a U.S. bombs hot water music and uh, a veil. Oh shit, I love a veil. Okay, yeah. so yeah. there you go. We dropped a veil again, <laughs> which is funny because that had to be the Garrett episode that we do. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, so and I, connection. I'm sure there will. A lot of names are going to pop up because we have heard your name on this podcast. Oh. You have come up, uh, Larry Garrett. I want to say, yeah, yeah. I think Ron mentioned you. I think that's what yeah. we learned about. Uh, so Papa our, Ron. Yeah, Papa Ron. Uh, so we're at Bennett, 2007. So is that we we dropped that date just now? But yeah. were we a Cicerone yet? I'm no, kind of I don't dropping there, that. I don't think there was a Cicerone program yet. Not yet, huh? Not 2007. That. Yeah. So when, so the story has come up. When did we actually go ahead and uh, go do that? Because weren't you part of the uh, a crew? What, Mike Wallace? Where, who were you with? No, uh, Mike had already done it. Um, okay. And Ron was already Cicerone. Okay. Um, I'd been thinking about doing it uh, for a while. Um, never pulled the trigger, and um, this is kind of funny. I, uh, Larry had been signed up for a while, and I didn't know this. And I found out on a Sunday. I said, "Hey, are you taking are you taking the Cicerone exam?" He's like, "Yeah, it's this Friday." I'm like, "Where is it?" He's like, "West Palm." He's like, "I might try to go too." So I emailed him on Monday to see if there was like seats, and 
And there were. There were. There were. And, and was, you, I got there. When we got there, it was like 25 people taking it. Yeah, or you crammed too, so. right? Didn't you guys like cram uh, we it? Did, yeah, we did cram a little bit. Okay, uh, so the, it was the, the tasting, cask and larder episode. The tasting portion. This, yeah. uh, like we bought a, <laughs> we got a 12 pack of Sam Adams Light because uh, we never really drank that beer. And uh, makes that was sense. What they used for the off flavor okay. uh, section. So yeah. I was like, I just want to know what this tastes like. Yeah, you have to. Uh, clean, like my muscle memory. So. How was it though? Was uh, it hard? Was it. Yeah, it was challenging. Yeah, here it uh, for is. For sure. Yeah. Um, Everybody kind of mentions that it, it is. Was, I don't... Sounds weird, but it was kind of fun. It has to be. Too. Because, okay, if you didn't quite succeed, I don't think right. it'd be as fun, but you had yeah. that certificate, now you are yeah. a Cicerone, yeah. so it's like, fuck yeah, it's, it yeah. is exciting. Like, it's, um, the, My name it's is fun. in the lottery uh, right now to take the master exam later this year. Congratulations. Well, I don't know if I'm going to get... Get a, picked, but still. Yeah. I mean... They drew is the, it anybody can join the lottery, or is it like they, um, they say? Well, you could... after this year, uh, anybody that uh, signs up has to go through the advanced Cicerone okay. first. But since uh, I got certified Cicerone before they created the advanced, mm-hmm. they gave everybody a grace period, um, which sense. ends like this year. Okay. So if I don't take it this year, then I would have to go to advance. So I figured I was like, oh, I'm at least try. We say five people were there when you did it. Um, has the overground got uh, the underground gotten overcrowded now? Has that happened? Like, if you were to do it now, would there, there would be definitely more than five. How many people do you think oh, now? I, I mean, because it's got to be everybody wants to be one now. Even yeah. brewers say you guys should do it just to you know. I mean, yeah. you're doing a podcast like this, and I'm sure you try how many beers a week, and it's like yeah. we do, but I have pleasure in drinking it i don't know about right. making it it's like no no come here clean the tanks i'm like yes because uh, for me it is starting from the bottom i would never say let's let's get a handout never i would clean tanks to start off mm-hmm. of course but it seems like everybody i'm talking to if we're at a bottle share and there's 12 people six of them are like yeah well i can't wait to become a cicerone and it's like oh, I, I didn't know that that many people were it's crazy. I, I, know, I know a lot of people in the industry. Uh, we have some bartenders that are uh, studying for it. So right here, now. here where we are, do mm-hmm. you still have to be a Cicerone to work at Red Light, Red Light? I know you had that ambition for a bit. Well, we have everybody is a certified beer server. Okay. Which is the first level. That's the first level? Yeah. And that's awesome. So yeah. you have the knowledge. Yeah. Like, so every, you come everybody, if you, if you bartend, you have to have that. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And was that from the get-go? Was that something that you said at Bennett, or was that something when you moved here? Yeah, we, I think we created that rule um, uh, at Bennett. Uh, one of our assistant managers uh, and I had been talking about it, and uh, he went home, and none of, none of us had done any of it. And uh, I think he went home that night and took the test, and he's like, oh, yeah, passed. So I was like, I did it the next day, and passed. yeah, let's make, let's make everybody do this. <laughs> and it's smart. Yeah. You that, was, wanna... uh, that was Lucas uh, Widrick. That was it's now like head sales of like Cigar City now. Good for him. <laughs> for Congratulations state. on him. So yeah, some people that we've worked with at Bennett, uh, do we still talk to them or where they've gone? Like have people like moved on or they did they Former come? Former employees? Yeah, or have they come yeah, with you? Yeah, keep uh, Lucas. Um, Cigar City. keep in touch with him. Yeah. Um, this guy Jeremy Bird worked with us there for a while. Uh, still kind of keep tabs on him. He, he moved to the wine industry, moved out west, actually started working Northwest at Vineyards. Or, or California. Um, he kind of, he's kind of been globetrotting, I think, uh, okay. going where different harvests and That'd stuff like nice. that. Like, I think he went down to New Zealand and spent some time in France and sure. he's all over the place. Good for him. Um, Tiege, uh, he's still here. Yeah, he is. So, right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I've seen see him often. I'll probably see him uh, all week. The Florida Film Festival is coming up, so yeah, he's always yeah. usually there. So, yeah. um, uh, Mandy, Mandy started during that time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So Mandy yeah. off to Coppertail. Yep. Doing good things. Um, yeah. Sarah Matthews started there, left us, and then we brought her back uh, when we opened up this location. Right. Um, and Marielle, like she, uh, she's worked at a few different places in the industry too, doing sales. Mm-hmm. Um, see her. She comes in every once in a while. So let's let's say uh, we close the doors at Bennett. We had a good run there. We're opening up here now. What is funny is the I'm sitting with you here. We missed each other by a week because when this place closed, when the the, the air conditioning place closed, well not closed. I mean it was empty for a while. Right. right. Uh, I went through some shit and I said, you know what? I always had this idea after I was leaving Enzion to have a gastropub independent theater. 40, 30, 40 seats. Yeah. This was my place. Oh, really? I came in, um, uh, and then through my lawyer, like, people were just like, no, don't. I met now, who I'm married to, Jillian. Uh, I met her, and I kind of said, you know what? Put that on the back burner. And so Mark, my partner, heard that you came up, and he's like, yeah, red light, red light. They're, they're going to be putting it in there. And I was like, All right. awesome. I'm like, good, at least. Yeah, we were, we that found was so out. cool. Uh, later on that it was also uh, being looked at by Ravenous Pig this almost became Casca Larder get out really I didn't and, hear that um, that's so cool and uh, Lazy Moon was looking really at too yeah the only one we heard was you yeah. guys and I remember just kind of I I took the phone call walked up to Park Ave because that's like mm-hmm. that's it if I'm in a record store I'm in my zone right. and that's where I feel at ease yeah. and at peace and I remember Tom Mikey was there and Shelly kind of like watching me on the phone and uh where i will be for record store day guys and um and it came down to that just like i was like good no i don't want to open this i was like everybody's like don't you're gonna be married to it you you just got out of this and i was like yeah no shit that's a good idea yeah. so i did and and, yeah, and it, will, it will take over your life yes. yeah it will <laughs> so because I, I wanted to get into that so it is you very much married to this but who's helping you up there so let's talk about the location we're in mm-hmm. you're drinking a, a beer on the first level yeah. People might not even know what what is going on on the second level. So what goes on up there? Uh, it's our little uh, tiny nano brewery. Yep. Little laboratory. Yeah. So to speak. <laughs> and is this where we brew? So is yes. that where you do all yes. your brewing for the for the location here? Yes. Uh, right now, um, we're in the process of expanding that uh, into the downstairs area. Oh, real? Okay. Um, we were we've been working with Premier Stainless actually for a year now. Good. Um, to try to get this to happen. I hope but, so. Uh, we're finally into the engineering phase, and um, we think we had to. I think we're gonna have to scale down to a three-barrel. Okay. Um, the rafters, if you can look over and see those, are it's a little too low for the five-barrel. Makes um, sense. Brew house yeah. to, to fit in there. So. And where would that be if I'm looking? So it's cu- gonna be in that corner. F- yeah, that so front when, corner. So when we walk in, we would make a left. Exactly. A, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because honestly, looking up there, it's it's so cool once you hear that there right. is beer yeah. being made up there. So um, so who helps you up there? Any assistance? Like, who's up there helping you out? I'm solo right now. You're solo? Yeah. How does that feel to do all of it? That's uh, crazy. It's a lot. It is um, a lot. Uh, and my biz- I no longer have a business partner either. So for a little while there, things were getting real uh, stressful. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, this is not an open yeah. application. No. Don't, don't email Brent no. saying, hey, I heard you're flying solo. No. But um, um, well, that's we, interesting, though. Our, f- our former, uh, I don't 
I, I always say he was a co-brewer because uh, he was very much a creative uh, force too. It was uh, Danny, um, and he moved to Texas. Okay. When is he um, doing stuff out there? I guess. Yeah, he does music too. Uh, okay. Actually, if you've ever heard of his uh, act, is called Amigo the Devil. Mm-mm. No, no. Uh, it's just him and a uh, acoustic guitar and sometimes a banjo. I like and, that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, he does tours a lot. Did he jump to Houston, Dallas, Austin? Uh, Austin. He has to, right? Okay. Yeah. So he has family, a family home uh, there that he can he stay at, lives at. Um, he has mentioned an uh, interest in possibly coming back, so we we keep chatting. Okay, nice. Yeah. So what did we learn from homebrewing that takes us upstairs? Like, what, what how oh, do really, we... Like, honestly, right now, I'm pretty much... Home brewing. glorified home brewing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope we got yeah. photos of it because we'll definitely yeah. uh, we'll definitely put it up there. So I want people to see really what we're looking at here because it's yeah. nothing I've ever stepped into. Yeah. I have never walked into a. First of all, it is a beer bar. It really is. Yeah. But then it's also your your tap room, or tasting right. room, and right. at the same time, it is your brewery all in one, like on top of each other, which usually you never see. You never yeah, see it just, this way. We. We just wanted to do start brewing. We always moving into this building. We always had aspirations for brewing to happen here. Right. Um, we just felt like um, start off small and grow it kind of organically. That's how we have just always done things. Yeah. So why not start the brewing side the same way? And we really just wanted to at least get started and have you know just two lines that are ours. That okay. No one else has. Yeah, and you notice that when on the chalkboard, I right. mean, you you post every day. Yeah. Which yeah, Just I like, like that you had the locals every day. Yeah. As us being a local brewery podcast of Florida, right. it's nice to see that that you guys yeah. have that appreciation. And it, again, you started off yeah. that way. You yeah. wanted the locals to be yeah. here. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Um, so let's talk like a lot about your beers because you don't just sit there and say, "Well, we have the Pilsner, we have a Bach, we have this IPA." You really go out. And, uh, and above, and you, you tackle some amazing flavors that I, I appreciate Thank so you. much. <laughs> when did we start thinking about then farmhouses and, and saisons and like that? Because this started to become a thing in the last year, year and a half. So when did we start thinking about um, that? Um, always, I've always, well, not always. Um, I have brewed a lot of sour and wild beers ever. I think the third beer I ever brewed was a Flanders style red. Okay, that's why I wanted and, to ask at the home brewery. I didn't even know what that really was at the time. Really? That's <laughs> awesome. I just found a recipe that looked cool. That's um, really cool. Uh, was I, it I harder really, though? Did you know you're putting yourself in more pressure than some, most people would, or, or no, you just said let's do it? Let's yeah, let's, do let's it. just do and, it. Um, honestly, like you know, hindsight, I don't think I let it like ferment long enough to really get that sour anyway, and I added fruit to it. So okay, but um. I think the first like truly sour beer I had was somewhere in 2005, 2004. It was uh, I think Duchess it was mm-hmm. probably one of the first ones, and it was definitely an eye-opening experience and opened opened a whole new world. Have you ever been over Belgium or twice? Twice. Yeah. And how was that experience? Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. First trip actually is with uh, uh, Ron and Larry okay. <laughs> uh, were with us. So. How'd that go? Great. Yeah. Tell your side of the story. Well, well we've Wait, heard. Which, which we've story? Heard. Yeah, no, I guess the whole week it was just like Ron. St- I heard like he would stay like in basements. So he would just like stay. And you guys just keep hitting more and more of yeah, like breweries. We, and, we drank way too much. Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Or when I when I got home, my wife picked me up. She said, "You don't look good. I, I don't feel good." 
No water. <laughs> it was like no only water was actually what was in the beers. But uh, yeah, it's really hard to get tap water over there. They don't <laughs> like to serve you tap water. Um, I remember one morning it was as a West Mala uh, at the cafe, and everybody had their morning where they were feeling rough. Yeah, that was that was yeah. my morning, and I just I just needed water. So I would bad. just drink the bathtub. So I would have just sat in the bathtub uh, just went, I ended with up, a straw. Well, the waiter came by and said, "Oh, there's there's." iron and calcium in there you don't want to drink that i was like oh yeah your body doesn't need that at all to survive <laughs> so i just remember going to the bathroom and just lapping water out of the sink because i was dying Dude, that, that but, um, but it was a great trip yeah was, eye-opening oh yeah hugely yeah and so yeah, did we bring a lot that we iconic, learned iconic breweries um yeah i went to tilkin uh cantillon orval mm-hmm. west mala chimay um, I wouldn't even know what to do. To have men. How many days were you out there? It was a Ako. week. We were there for about two weeks. Holy cow! Phantom, uh, Phantom. That was that was that was crazy awesome. Man. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people right now are just like writing everything down. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> like yeah, must must must. Yes. Uh, Phantom. So you, everybody should try Phantom. So you've been you've been there twice. Uh, do you, do you feel like you have to regular there? Is it something that you say I should go back maybe in two more years, see what they're yeah, doing? Yeah, I would love to go back. Um, I haven't really done like I haven't been to Germany or like Central Europe or Eastern Europe yet. I'd really like to do uh, parts of Germany yeah. and uh, Czech Republic. Um, huh? I'm a huge uh, Pilsner fan. Okay, right. So I would love to go uh, drink some fresh uh, Czech. Pills, yeah, yeah, unfiltered, unpasteurized. Uh, That's goodness. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, anytime I've ever gone uh, out of the out of this country, it's always been for wine. Like, well, like right. that's usually what I drink. Still haven't been to Germany. Still haven't been to Belgium, yeah. Denmark. You know, I, I do have to move yeah. further. And uh, but uh, I love I love going out of the country, just trying new things because it feels. Like, it's a whole new level. You just get yeah. that more... Maybe it is just you're not in any zone. It doesn't look like America. It yeah. doesn't feel like it. And everything... When I see my wife in the Northwest, when I see Jillian, the reason why I want to move up there so much is because the wines look better, mm-hmm. maybe taste better. Just seeing her smile looks right. better. Everything right. I see yeah. in Jillian's yeah. face, I go, that is why I want to be there. Just right. you know it's better. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Well, it's, in, in traveling over there, you get to experience those beers uh, fresher. Mm-hmm. Just exactly. With the process of, at least coming from Europe, importing uh, the, the length of time that it takes it has to get over here. liquid to actually get yeah. into a bottle shop or a bar. Some people don't realize, like, that passed through, like, four or five different companies' hands before it ends mm-hmm. up here. That's so true. And the, I went to Publix, which is one of our supermarkets here, um, and I found on the 12th a six-pack of Highlight that was canned on the 3rd. Yeah. And how different is that nine-day-old canned Highlight going to taste in two months by the time it would think about yeah. it, like, get over there? Yeah, like, go go to Belgium and go to Delirium Cafe, and then, like, they, they have a bunch of American beers there. You can get, like, three Floyds and yeah. things like that. It's so crazy. It's kind of annoying because, like, they have them in Belgium, but we can't even get them in Florida. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, um, that is annoying. Yeah, it's so funny. Going to, like, West Fletcheren and trying West Fletcheren 12 there fresh um, compared to, you know, people, you know, 
And I hope people get, get that. I hope people really do kind of get that, that, uh, like beer as yeah. fresher as you could get it. Please like this try. Like, yeah, yeah. it has I mean, to we, be. I love vintage Chinese beers too. Uh, oh, of course. But, yeah. Uh, certain, you know, certain, certain beers just, you don't want to, to age. Yeah. <laughs> you you want to try fresh. It is, yeah. Cause there is that I mean, difference. App 12 is one of those ones I think would, would age well, very but, well, right. but, but, but it is a different fresh. experience trying it fresh. Yeah. Cause by the time we get it over here, it's like, oh, it's already aged yeah. now, but yeah. not too aged, but it is aged. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting on the trip. We got to go, we went from West Valletran to uh, St. Bernardus and got to try the two twelves back to back. Did you? Yeah. That's awesome. This, this is going to be blasphemous, but I think uh, the St. Bernardus half 12 is better. Better. I don't know. I, mean, I wonder, I wonder if people like just slam thought, on the brakes. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought it's way, I thought it was way better. That's why the West Valletran blonde, best beer that I had at West Valletran. I think I was, that was really yeah so through that trip or over there is there somebody is there like one brewery that stood out more or um, was there like one that you say i would pay that 1500 to fly back out there and stay out there i would, I would love to go back to tilkin um head anchor and uh mecklen they brew the good and Corolla spears uh actually on my second trip to belgium was with wet and imports who okay. imports uh, those beers and i got delayed a weather delay in uh atlanta had to spend 24 hours in atlanta and so i missed the first day of the trip and missed uh that brewery it was one of the ones i was Aww. very excited about thanks atlanta yeah oud beersel it's another one i love okay. oud beersel lambics i love lambics yeah like so let's let's talk about your beers then because okay. we got really into yeah. your passion of what you like to drink yeah like um, i like the wild funky yeah and that's what you you do i love yeah. seeing what you make here and uh take pride in that because you make some amazing thank beers so. thank you um how does it feel though like people are coming in drinking them here you are i'm not saying mimicking but i'm saying like you are definitely taking what you've learned there in here um is there a certain style that you want to do over and over again but like what do you are, what are you so passionate about? And also seeing how limited um, we are up here. Yeah, Saison's. Uh, I really uh, have had really good luck actually doing spontaneous fermentations. Um, it was a one and only time. Uh, Ron Rake said I, you know, he's like, nah, I don't do that. It's going to taste like crap. And uh, it was the one and only time where I did something that Ron told me not to and actually came out pretty well. What did he say? When like, he, did he taste like, it? Mm, it was pretty good. <laughs> So if, if you know Ron, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's huge praise. Yeah, that's the eye of the tiger, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah. that so, episode so uh, with good. Ron, he kept saying who has the eye of the tiger, and I loved it. It was just like, yeah, it's so funny to hear him say that, and I and I know you do. Well, he's he's got an amazing palate, so yeah, uh, yeah, and he's very honest. So extremely, if, if you're a brewer and you let Ron try your beers, uh, like just have a thick skin. And yeah, and he does. He's he, he's, he's not. He's not. If he if he does if he says. That negative things about the beer it's not necessarily trying to say any negative things about you he's trying to make you a better brewer yeah so. exactly and he says that on that i think yeah. he still invites i don't know if it was on the episode or if it was just having the tour uh when brennan was there but i think he even said it to him or i where it just said like people bring them they'll they'll yeah. bring them in and say do you mind tasting this and that's kind of crazy to me that yeah if we were making a beer yeah, and spend some time on it. I'm able to go to Ron Rake and say, "Hey, do you mind tasting this?" And yeah, he, give your he, honest he, notes on it. He's I don't understand how it, he's just amazing palate. But uh, I mean, I've heard him say, "Oh, what temp- did you mash at this temperature?" You know, and, like that's he, so crazy that he, like, he could tell over yeah. a temperature. Yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start. I was like, "Oh man, I, I can't do that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so saisons, um, 
so we do the farmhouse. Uh, we just had a recent farmhouse yes. come out. Um, yeah, I do a lot of farmhouse uh, beers. Um, most of our beers are, are farmhouse yeah. farmhouse style beers. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried to develop our own house uh, kind of yeast culture. Okay. Um, and you guys are becoming this. You're known for it. Like you are becoming yeah. Orlando's farmhouse. Yeah, I mean, uh, I learned a lot from uh, Bob Sylvester over in Turbot Springs okay. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we brewed a few collaborations with him. Um, over the years, um, he does all very traditional Belgian uh, style saisons. Uh, I mean, he uses Belgian malts, uh, usually just noble hops and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, I do like to play around with American hops in the farmhouse style. Okay, nice. Um, and uh, like new. Who like, do you like to use, or would um, you, like which do you like? Which to hops? Use? Um, yeah. I really like Comet right now. Okay. It's uh, huh. I just kind of bought it randomly uh, a couple years ago and, and just uh, stuck really with like it. it yeah nice okay um and there's always new hop varietals coming out too it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty crazy um yeah but we try to at least uh i don't know give it like a little, little american twist so right now uh, like actually that. one of the ones we have on tap right now i kind of like uh deo okay yeah it's 100 percent calypso hops that's what that makes sense so okay i've never seen deo yeah. makes yeah. me I hope Eclipse everybody gets that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, Harry Belafonte, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's let's do some shout-outs then to some locals. I mean, uh, in Florida, uh, who else is doing that? You feel the the sours and the funkies. Uh, you know, who are some that um, that you appreciate, or do well, you same somewhere for of sure? Of course, right? Okay. Um, man, doing like funky stuff. But have you ever worked with Saint Somewhere? Yeah, yeah. Right. I brewed two collaborations there with him and. He has been here twice. Nice. Yeah, so okay. we've done four total. Yeah, nice. Uh, last year we did not do a collaboration. Oh no way! Okay. Done them. Yeah, we've done them every year. Let's but, get um, that back going. Yeah, yeah I can't wait to sure. do that interview. That's gonna be. Yeah, he's 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 fun. He's yeah. Oh, I, I I do love their beers. They're again like. Yeah. That's where I go. Honestly, yeah. I do love. Finally started getting into my IPAs about a year and a half ago. I was more stouts. I just wanted flavor, right. and a lot of the IPAs. I don't know what happened, but there's a lot of flavors coming in. I think it is everybody now trying to put the mosaics going to happen. Galaxy, you know, yeah. people are just starting to let's mash this together. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot more flavor coming out, but yeah. sours. Yeah, I was just at CBC. I was at a, a Crappers conference, uh-huh. a IPA event, and um, it was all the the New England style IPAs, and um, I enjoy them. I enjoy them, but uh, I had two different breweries in my hand, two four ounce samples. And, I mean, there were definitely some subtle hop differences, but mm-hmm. I was like, man, these are, these are so close. Like, I don't like, how do you... Now, were they me? in the same region? Or are we talking, were they... Because everybody's doing it now. I mean, yeah, it's, it's thing, coming yeah. to the point where... I mean, I enjoy them. I'm not, I just, there's there's so much going on in mm-hmm. them. There's, uh, it's not not a lot of nuance. I appreciate, right. I appreciate nuance a lot. Again, everybody's hence, doing hence it. Hence my love for Pilsners. So. I forgot. I had one yesterday. I had a haze that I was like, I was yeah. shocked that somebody was doing. And I was just like, okay, okay. Yeah. And even we had an interview with uh, Cigar City. Yeah. Where it was almost to the point where no, 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 no. 
and yeah, now I heard, heard Wayne's not a fan. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but he just collabed with one. So oh, which, yeah, somebody sent me the article yesterday in a text. I'm like, I have to look at it. Yeah. But um, as Wayne's, Wayne's, Wayne's a fun guy. Like he's that. a really fun guy. Yeah. And uh, I have a picture for Brennan that uh, was further down in the the Hunapu's day yeah. when we saw him again. We saw Wayne kind of wrapping around at the end of the day, and whoo, he looks good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Talk about a palate. That guy has a crazy palate. Holy too. shit. Yeah. I want to take him to yeah. to Oregon with me for yeah. wines and just be like, yeah. help me out here. Like, let's yeah. talk about we the were, palate. We were Cigar City's first uh, ever account. Okay. Too. That's right. And, uh, Over, yeah. And upstairs. Wayne, Wayne would, uh, no, it was uh, Bennett Road. Oh, it was Bennett? Yeah. Okay. When they, when they, by the time they, they opened. Oh, that has to be true. Um, yeah. Actually, was it? I don't remember. <laughs> I want... uh, what year did they open? Ooh. I think it was like nine, 2009. A little bit. I think they're going into their tenth year. I think it was two thousand eight. Okay. So yeah. So we would have been been a rip. Yeah. It would have been better. Okay. But I don't like Wayne would come over and he's like, oh, batch twenty four of Highline, batch thirty. We changed this hop percentage to this percentage. What did you think? I was like, ah, Wayne. I, <laughs> my kegs on that batch numbers on a one, and I was like, dude, I don't know, man. But, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I love it though because he's, he's so he's so uh, he's so technical. Kind of, yeah, he is because that's yeah. the first thing uh, when we sat down to talk about the interview. I said uh, that's why this, they, that's this. why they have great beers out too. I mean, it is true. Idea. Yeah, because you have to have that yeah. to be able to. And I remember saying. Uh, this is how the interview is going to go, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you don't want me to get technical? I go, oh, no, I know you're going to. Yeah. I know you're going to. <laughs> yeah. So, like, don't worry yeah. about that. Totally. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, so uh, Saint Somewhere, we mentioned them. Yeah, so funky stuff. I don't really know a lot of brewers in Florida that are doing, like, funky stuff. I mean, a lot it, of people are doing kettle sours. Yeah, beers. that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, talking about the funkies, then, we just did a bottle release. Yes. And was this your first, first, bottle, step, first, first ever? First bottle release, yep. Congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you. How busy was it? Was it crazy? It was it was pretty busy. We 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 uh, were so small. We only had about forty bottles. So. Yeah, so I was just <laughs> gonna say too. It was like, but, uh, all right, so it's busy. How yeah. many people did you turn away because yeah. how many bottles? Um, well, we we were kind of doing it in conjunction with uh, University of Florida. They have an experimental hop farm in Apopka, yeah. mm-hmm. and so we used one hundred percent Florida grown hops in it. And did you? Yeah. So okay, we actually couldn't brew too much more because we didn't have. Right, hops. So, Same thing I think with First Magnitude was dealing yeah. with the Apopka, so right. yeah, not much, but right. so, yeah, we did it. So you guys did one as well. Yeah. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I think Yolanda Sinnoh just wrote an article about the Apopka saying it was the first ever, and I was like, mm, the first ones. Well, what sucks is that's what everybody's hearing, so we want to right now say no. I guess you did. You did. Sinnoh, Congratulations. They came and interviewed us here before the bottle release about it. Holy shit. That's but, so good. Uh, that's great. awesome. Congratulations. But, um, yeah, whatever. How'd it taste? Like, Good. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a it's not a hop forward beer anyway. So yeah. it's not like the the hops are right very prevalent. Right. It wasn't okay. an IPA or anything like that. Uh, yeah, because they made the IPA. You did the farmhouse. Yeah, yeah. So we use Columbus uh, and Canadian Red Vine, which I'd never even heard of. No. Um, I guess it was an older hop varietal that um, isn't really used in the brewing industry much anymore. But they're you know seeing what grows. Right. And. Um, it actually was had a very good a uh, good aroma. It was actually kind of a little bit dank. Little okay. Bit, yeah. Okay. Um, so we use that for like flavor and aroma. Is this something that we could be doing? Uh, the Florida Florida hops. Is this? Do you feel if it's something like? Yeah, they're. I mean, that's what that's what they're doing is trying to make it a viable crop. Uh, I don't. It's okay. a public school, so they're not making any money off it. Right. They're working from grants. Actually, we donated. Well, we haven't sent the check in because we just finished uh, selling out of one of the other beers, but. 
Um, we donated five dollars a bottle from the sales okay. to their research, and then we had another for you. We had another beer that was uh, like dry, uh, aged on wet Southern Brewer hops. Okay, that we got from them, and we did a dollar from every glass from that. So that's uh, awesome. That actually just kicked uh, while I was out of town, so okay. I haven't tallied that. That's that awesome that you did that, but, though. Um, yeah, so they're just trying to figure out what grows, and then other people can then run with it commercially and mm-hmm. make a living doing it. I don't want to uh, sound like an asshole, but um, we know that if we were to, we have a few wineries, vineyards here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be something like that where the wine isn't so good here right. in Florida? Could I ever drink it? No. But is it? Um, do we feel like it's going to be something like that? I think or, so. I think it's. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've been they've been growing all kinds of different varietals and kind of see what happens yeah uh, and i remember one of the, um, the the researchers was saying they grew sriracha ace and he said uh it didn't really get a very like lemony uh aroma but right. it had a lot more like tropical fruit aroma huh. and i was like well that's not a bad thing that's, that's right i mean if like if sriracha ace kind of florida is something different then right that's cool as yeah. long as it you know has good good aroma and flavor for sure yeah, it, it's I, something I was nervous. I want to try it. I definitely want to try these I think the Florida thing, hops. The thing that's different is the yields that they're getting. Okay. Uh, I think in Yakima Valley, I think they're getting like six or eight pounds of vine. Right. Where right. here they're getting like one to two pounds of per vine. Yeah. But uh, So very limit. I mean, but, again, you and... Yeah, but one, one of the things they were finding, though, they're getting about you know three or four harvests in a year where Yakima Valley only gets one. Okay. Okay. So, they're hoping it might balance out. I hope so. I, I, I want to see... I mean, Florida's getting on the map now with how many breweries we have here. Yeah. And you guys are doing awesome things to say, like, let's keep the map expanding. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's insane how many breweries are opening up. Oh, yeah. It, it's crazy. I just saw... I think there's one opening up in Baldwin Park, maybe. And Yeah, and I, I saw, know... I saw... We just... Some expansion did over the week. Too, yeah, we just did this uh, ale trail. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pamphlet, and um, I didn't realize this till we actually got the copies from uh, the print. But they're listed as like New Broad Street. I was like, oh, I think that's that's Baldwin Park, isn't it? Yeah. So, is that nuts? Like yeah. Baldwin Park. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, who knew there was anything out there but sushi restaurants and yeah. and boutiques? I guess I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's what Baldwin Osprey Park is pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this uh, this farmhouse ale comes out. You do the bottle release, uh, goes well. Yes. Other bottle releases to come yes. up. Yeah, you yes. want to, right? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, we're in the process of brewing um, our G and T saison. Okay. Uh, going to brew a few more batches, so we'll have uh, twice twice the amount of bottles we've had on the last one. Okay. So, so we have multiple batches. Probably looking at about a hundred. Like a hundred bottle, um, eighty to hundred. Close, it's closer to two, two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Good. So we're trying to. Very good. Do a lot more. And for you, like, what for? Like, let's say we're here. We're not moving to a fourth location. You have no, the prime not moving, spot. Not moving no. anymore. No. I'm knocking on wood here. Life so lessons learned. Table. Yeah. <laughs> no move. No more moving. Um, so yeah. we're staying here. But is you you're looking to expand more are we looking for any kind of distribution or are you happy with what you're doing like as is yeah we're going to be doing some distribution we, okay. we we've sent out a a few kegs uh for special events okay. uh through progressive distribution That's, oh nice uh, who we're going with good um so yeah there'll definitely be some some distribution good so good uh more not, of the... a, not a ton but I mean, right 
is it going to be which one? Like, are you looking to do more staple? Are you looking to be like more have like the funkier stuff, or like what are you looking to hoping that people can try? Um, well, I mean, I think most of the beers are going to be funky. We do a lot of wood fermentation, and um, right. and the brewer expansion, we're looking to get like three uh, different like fooders, and uh, for that, um, uh, really going to try to bring uh, brew a lot more of our beer to guards, too. Okay. Uh, not a lot of people give the French farmhouse uh, respect. Yeah. I'm yeah. change that. Good. <laughs> um, because progressive gives you then, the option to do that, right? You, you the choice is yours. You could you could pick on what you want to put out. Actually, yeah. I mean, you're making it, so yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I tell I, them, hey, I have this keg mm-hmm. that I want to send out, or uh, you know, have X amount of cases. Any places that you're thinking of that you would like to have it in locally? Um, for the local listeners. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably be uh, like nightly spirits. I'd love to have a spot of nightly spirits. Uh, okay. Yeah. Alan, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, like G and B, that'd be great yeah. too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, actually, I think uh, in June uh, to confirm this with Larry, but I think we're gonna do like their pig roast. Oh, that'd June. be awesome. So we'll have uh, two or three over our beers on draft over there. It's so funny. I still want to call it so. ravenous, and then you just go cask. I mean, then ravenous. I mean, then yeah. cask. I mean, ravenous. Yeah. Ravenous. So, <laughs> yeah. Because then we say Castle cast. Brewery at Ravenous Bay. Yeah, where everybody drives out yeah. to the airport. It's like, sorry, didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. fuck with you there. But uh, um, yeah, and I think we're yeah we're gonna be on the list. Uh, Red Cypress is doing a, an American Craft Beer Week events, and we're gonna send uh, some beer. Okay. Uh, to that. Are they going out there this time, <laughs> or do you know for for and that's for in when August? Oh, so, uh, September. It's American Craft Beer Week. Uh, it's in May. Uh, it's just celebrated all over the country. Oh okay. Uh, oh yeah. man. Okay, so, um, and then they just do it at their brewery, or well, yeah, I mean every like we do events throughout that week too. Uh, they're doing an event that they're just trying to, like they invite us to, to send some beer over. Actually, it's interesting. It's actually uh, deep roots that we have been uh, souring. Here what since last July? Okay, and that's so, out in the open. It's okay to say that on here. Uh, or? I think so. Okay, good. Because that's amazing. I don't know. Sorry, Garrett, if that was supposed to be a surprise. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we actually excited. went and bought um, unfermented uh, Deep Roots wort. Um, we basically kegged it off into sanitized kegs as he was filling up the fermenter from the from the kettle. And uh, took him back here and then uh, used CO2 to pump it out into uh, our barrel. That was uh, inoculated with our house sour strains. So. Okay. Dude, I love him. He's such a good kid. So the future of, uh, let's say, Red Light, Red Light, keep doing what you're doing. We're expanding more. Um, yeah, we're still going to be selling a lot of other people's beers, too. Of course. Uh, with the expansion, I'm, we're only looking to expand our draft list by uh, to eight beers. And how many do we have now? We how have many? 24. Right, okay. So just be like one, we have you know, three sections. Like it'll be just like one section will be like ours, mm-hmm. and we'll still carry. That's awesome. Um, I don't plan on brewing a lot of... Uh, IPAs and stuff like that. So right. we're still gonna, you know, carry other people's IPAs. And good. Yeah, like let them do it. They're doing yeah. good stuff. Let yeah. them do what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, actually, Garrett's been trying to convince me to brew non-wild beers too, but has he? Yeah. Why is that? Uh, I just thinks, uh, you know, I think you know, thinks is a good kind of business decision. Okay. Huh. But um. Does he think you could do it? Yeah. 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 Um, am I gonna? 
you know. Do it. I don't no. know. I, well, <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I've kind of taken what he said to heart, but uh, I think I'm going to go and do it my own way, which seems kind of weird. I think I'm going to brew some lagers. Too, okay. Like, those are the two styles that I'm most passionate about is like uh, the wild sour beers and then lagers, which would be like the ultimate clean beer, I guess. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems kind of weird or too. No, because you're, you're doing something. Style, I like, so. I love, yeah, because you're doing something that's right now fun. Everybody is getting into it. And then yeah. you're going with the classics. That is, yeah. if, it, if it's still good and they're drinking it, I mean, it's yeah. the classic. The lager is the lager. It's been yeah. there since day I mean, when one. When I get done work, I that's what you go for? for. Is that what you go for? Yeah. yeah. And if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? If it wasn't having the beer bar, then the brewing and the... Oh, man, I have no idea. No, huh? This has been um, it. I mean, it's been, well, at least running the bar has been 12 years of my life, so I can't really imagine doing much else at this point. But Yeah. <laughs> so have you ever played music? Have you ever been in a band or... Um, I cannot confirm or deny that. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah? We don't want to talk about that. Though. No? It wasn't good. Bad band? No. Here, oh, wait, West Palm? West Palm, yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about this off the uh, record like, then. Yeah, off the record, man. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> then. Shit. Because maybe I've seen you play. I'm sure I have. We, um, no, we never played Respectables. No? We played Spankies. Spankies? Okay, and, okay. Uh, we used to go to Spankies. It was uh, Ray's Downtown Blues, the Cross Street. Oh, band. my God. Yeah. Anybody down there or anybody who just listens yeah. based on being... I used to have a record store down in Fort Lauderdale, so... Uh, okay. But that off the record. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah... Um, Music. Let's talk yeah. a lot about you. You're a huge music fan. Record Store Day is coming up. Yeah. Uh, when we launch this episode, everybody has 48 hours to kind of make their list, compile it. Um, do you partake in Record Store Day, or you just let Sandy over at Park Avenue? I'll be CDs? honest with you. I, I have not actually uh, really partaken on Record Store Day. But you're just a huge music. Yeah. I, fan. I, I mean, there's definitely been things that. Uh, I've wanted on record store day, and I've, mm-hmm. I've had friends pick up some stuff because okay. they're going. Of course, yeah. Uh, I'm lazy. I'm that I, guy, though. I'm not. I don't want to wait in line. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the one who you're texting at like yeah, 8 a.m. Yeah. going, "Hey, I just woke up. I got my coffee," and I'm going, "I woke up seven hours ago. Yeah, yeah. I had my coffee <laughs> yeah. six hours ago." I'm exactly. like, "Fuck you!" But it's no, I do. I pick up stuff for people because. Yeah. I knew I was going to be in line anyway, yeah. and uh, I do love what Sandy does over at Park Avenue CD, so if anybody, that's, if you need to know where to go for Record Store Day, that is it. Um, definitely. Yeah, uh, it definitely we do, is. We do specials uh, the exactly. night before, because like you said, people people line up uh, mm-hmm. the night before, Yeah. Um, and I think we're actually going to be opening up a, a little bit early for package sales uh, okay, right. that afternoon. So. It's a, it's, it is a lot of fun, um, just it's not just like I got my records. Let's walk out and get in the right. car, and then uh, for well, the, neighbor, the neighborhood's kind of getting into it this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, some of our neighbors are doing uh, sidewalk uh, type sales, and mm-hmm. they're gonna have some food trucks out there and stuff yep. too. So I think it's it's becoming yeah. a day where it's not just all right. Again, you buy your records, you get in the car, and you right. go home and listen to them. It right. is a day. Like it is yeah, just it's yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, even Junior's Diner is finally like saying you know like two booths I think are like if you want to eat while you're in line where someone will save your line or something like that I heard right. it's just like yeah oh, cool. you come and eat get back in line people like that's oh, it that's cool. like, yeah. and it's small enough yeah. already that place so yeah. on a Saturday you know juniors is usually busy but I think it's amazing Peas for Pie would just walk down the line feeding people uh, Bluebird you know yeah. everything I know West End Market now I'm sure is getting things together for this down here yeah, like yeah just, I'm not sure what and, yeah, doing, but, right, yeah. but I'm sure they have to everybody in the area is probably it's like it's one of the 
big neighborhood events, uh, that and a grandma party. Yep. Over Stardust True. Is two, yeah. Two on everybody's calendar over here, I think. It's sure. funny because I feel like we're making this a very local episode, but it, to the point it is, mm-hmm. it is a brewery that is four stores, five stores down from what is going to be the busiest day of this strip malls. Yeah. You know, for sure. Even yeah. Christmas Eve, I don't think is this busy, or oh, Black yeah. Friday, obviously not, because no, yeah. nobody here in this strip does Black Friday, yeah. like sales or deals or you know, right. really never. So for Record Store Day, I just I I love how the community. From yeah, when I started, it was just you're in I, line. Yeah, you I mean, your I've, I've come. You've come by about mid morning, uh, early afternoon. I mean, people are lined up down around the block. Uh, it's insane. Down to where the old elementary school was. Uh, is that, I mean, yeah, it, it I goes mean, literally like probably, 200, probably 300, a, 300 a good, people deep. A full city block. Yeah. Uh, line. Yeah. I just had a show Jillian uh, the other day where I usually get in line. I'm like, I don't know how, but that block yeah. right there on that right. wall is yeah. always where I it, end it, up. It goes through a gas station parking lot <laughs> and around the corner. Like, that's the line. It's so crazy. It's insane. And I am usually probably 50th to 80th in line and it still takes forever yeah. but uh i think this year uh we are doing something with 1010 mike wallace has yeah. us yeah which is awesome yeah uh thank you we love you guys uh so yeah we're, we're we have like love you too mike we have all of our shirts tasters things like that that we're going to be doing and doing the set list is there any song you want us to put on uh on the set like uh not does that have to be record store day all right uh, let's do five songs. five songs five songs from brent that we could put on that mix um okay let's go uh man it's tough uh well i have an obsession with the clash so okay it might be a obviously you do honor, yeah yeah we'll yeah, do yeah, spanish yeah. bombs because uh gonna be bottling that beer soon okay that? um uh i like reggae a lot too um how about black uru mm-hmm. uh she puff okay i love how i feel like a teacher okay um, five songs is tough. No, you got this. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, hitting every genre, maybe. Yeah, I know. Just, I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, got me on the spot with this one. I love that though. I love because we haven't done this in probably since the 1010 Tom, episode. Tom Petty, Last DJ. Okay. Holy Just shit. getting some American. Man, out there. going local. Um, well, local as we yeah. can. Um, well, you should put some Frodis on there, too. Why not? Oh, singing to my heart. I love yeah. you. There you go. Um, Is that my choice? Your choice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, actually, one of the Hot Water music. Tell us some Hot Water music, too. Uh, what three, album? Three Summers. Uh, three. I don't know. Was that Forever and Counting, I think? It's the best album ever. Yeah, that is probably ones. my favorite local album. I really like the, the last one, though. Uh, I never heard it. Can you good. believe that? I didn't it's hear good. it. Because I know we could, uh, what's funny is this episode, I wanted to be this. I knew you just got back from D.C., and I was yeah. like, shit, he hasn't been here. And I was like, I wanted us to walk around Park Avenue CDs with oh, two really? microphones. <laughs> and maybe in the future we do. Like, okay. maybe we yeah, should. Because, uh, you know, it would be fun to go record store shop. Everybody's saying, there's more that you guys should be doing. And I'm like, and I'm writing it all down, yeah. and I'm realizing. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah. And yeah. everybody's saying music is it. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to think that, that with having music's being such a like you said you're naming a uh, one of your bottles now you have the class shirts you have the yeah. red light red light class shirts yeah. I mean every time I see it I 
I don't even think the Clash anymore. Anytime I even right. see that, I think Red Light, Red Light. Right. So it's just awesome that music is well, such a huge part of it. Yeah, the guys that do our T-shirts. Um, and who does your T-shirts? Enemy Inc. Yay! Yeah, so uh, those guys are in the band The Attack. Yep, and, uh, exactly. We share a love for the Clash. There you go. So uh, they actually came up with that design. Yes, that's awesome. And me. Like, what do you think of this? I was like, how fast can you print those? <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, if I so, if anybody did that to us, like yeah, it was like, and it's been hey. a it's been a staple like ever since. It, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I we see the shirt all the time. We saw a few at Hunapu's day. I was like, oh cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's always yeah. like, yep, that's home, that's home. And that's cool. that. and it's so funny because everybody does ask. They're like, oh, are you guys ever thinking of red light, red light? It's like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you were on the list since since. Trust me. Did. Yeah the first five minutes of saying oh, what we wanted to do and thanks. it was always yeah. record store day because you are and it really when we spoke to mike wallace it did become that all right that clarified it brent has to be the record <laughs> store because it's music is so important to you yeah. and it really is important to all the brewers and what you listen to what you yeah. what you're making while you're making the beer I love larry's been naming his beers after minor thread songs which i think is oh no actually uh mike wallace wait so has larry larry's done two uh out of step that's real. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. What was the other one? And then uh, we have Mike Wallace doing um, Repeater. Repeater. Okay, yeah, so Fugazi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's true. Okay, so then would you ever do... Now I'm trying to think. What was that other band that Ian McKay I got, did? I got New York Dolls uh, song on uh, name oh. right now. What do you have right now? Personality What's... Crisis. Oh, do you hear? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. That's so. the sixth song. Oh, yeah, so, sure. There, there you go. go, right? Yeah. So there's a, yeah, extra credit. So, um, so yeah. This has been an amazing episode. Uh, I think just between learning so much of what you're doing, because you are doing stuff that's just far from anybody saying, well, I have my Pilsner, I have my IPA. Mm-hmm. I like sitting down and talking more funky. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and, and, I like the funk. Yeah, so. and I definitely want to come back and definitely talk to you more, because it's just yeah, we've been the what, more you're making. From our spontaneous fermentations, uh, some of uh, the microbiology students from uh, UCF have uh, taken some samples and good they might have discovered an unregistered uh wild yeast strain really but um it's been a while they have to actually send it away to get the uh like entire uh genetic code they don't do that in house if they send it away right it costs money so i think we're waiting for that to, to... all right guys we're starting a kickstarter so, um yeah. <laughs> so we're waiting to find out about that I hope but, um, I hope more comes out of that. That's awesome. Yeah, so that'd be really been, cool. We've been replicating, uh, like growing that, uh, you know, yeast pitch and keep repitching it now. Good. Man, I hope so. that happens. You're doing amazing. Thank you really you. are. You're doing Appreciate amazing. It. So, Brent, thank you. Take it. Handshake it. And uh, all right, Jeff, I'm gonna come back to you, and uh, we'll definitely speak soon. Outro is Roy's very formal because we've been drinking at this point. Yeah. And so we have to make sure we don't fuck anything up. Uh, and I'm good at that. Oh, by um, the way, we swear. Oops, in the fuck. outro. We didn't say that in the intro. Well, no, I think we get it by now. Um, that little E that you see yeah. lets you know that we, uh, we're explicit. Anyways, dude, welcome episode. back. All right. Hi. So two major takeaways for the for the interview. Yeah. I liked sitting in on this one because there was a bit of history I didn't know about. Yeah, that's really cool, right? And yeah. What did I say going there? I kind of said, you look, said it, you're like, I have okay, a few. I like when there are secrets, things yeah. I don't tell. And I don't like that, just for the I right know, I know you don't. I don't. It gets you nervous. Yeah. I want to know what the interview is going to be I know. before the interview. Yeah. But this Is that time, my co-producing? Is that I, 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 yeah. I my own co-producer? No, I want to know because I, <laughs> I just want to know. 
So Quain's like, I like when there's stuff you and Jillian don't know about. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I don't like that. Like, <laughs> I like to know everything that we right, do. Right, right. Uh, but he's like, there's things that I'm going to say that you don't know about. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are we talking I about? I love that I was on tour with Josie and Dan, and here they are saying, like, we, we, we're we going to be doing something further than anybody's ever thought. Yeah. And that's when she started up with The Social. Yeah. And we went on tour for a bit, and it was fun. That was, I think, my second yeah, music cool video history, ever. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. My fir- My second music video. Yeah. And also, my first music video of all time was the Rye Coalition Vacations. So, uh, Aaron Draplin, that, the fact that that you had that on your playlist. Guys, if you don't know who Aaron Draplin is, please Google the man. He's one of the greatest graphic designers of all time. And I got to speak to him a little bit this weekend, so that was awesome. Thank you, Julian. My, you know, my big takeaways for mm-hmm. this interview were mm-hmm. like looking at the history, looking at the things I didn't know. Like, let's give credit to Red Light, Red Light for doing something first. Okay, I think I get where you're getting. Before Topher, before GB, before craft beer Being, was, yeah. Like, you know, you ask somebody, you know, 15 years ago, hey, let's open up a bar yeah. only serve beer, but not like the big beers that you know about. And he said it. You can like, get it next like door. Crazy. Yeah, you could get it next door. You yeah. can get a Guinness. You could get a Schmidix. You could get whatever the fuck bass. At Dexter's, because yeah. even Dexter's like we're edgy. No, you're serving ten dollar pints to an older demographic. Yeah. Here was you walked up to the Ballard or Corman or or, and I can't believe it when he said Ballard and Corman. I was like, holy shit! I haven't thought about that name in a decade. Yeah, that's right. That's where it started at, and then it became Red Light, Red Light. Yeah, and anybody, this was a very much giving love to a local Orlando episode, and people, I apologize if it was a very local. But at the same time, it wasn't. Sing to your hearts of where you live if you're out of the state, or even if you're in Miami, if you're in Jacksonville, if you're in Tampa, about the place where you first had a drink. Tampa, New World Brewery. Do you remember when you went there about 12 years ago? That is what Red Light, Red Light was to us. You're yeah. right. You're right. No, and man, it was, that was awesome. That. Yeah. It was an awesome. Yeah. Awesome. They were doing something before anybody else was. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So The other part. Okay. The second big thing, like the bomb that was dropped in this interview. Yeah. First Florida beer, okay. Florida hops. I could not believe the provision, the farm ale, the far, the farmhouse ale was the first one. That was news to us. Because that was news to us. We have plans for next week. Sure, but yeah. like to hear this first. Yeah. In this interview was awesome. It so was Florida amazing. Hops. So, guys, if you don't know, hops aren't natural to Florida. Not at all. It takes a bit of education and a bit of funding to make that happen. Which we found out a lot about, and I'm glad yeah. to hear about that because it's not easy. It's not right. So to hear that Red Light, Red Light is part of, you know, Doing this that? program, using Florida hops, the first, like, Florida, money Florida back. beer. And yeah. Then, yeah, and then, you know, giving back. Yeah. That was To awesome. make more happen. Yeah. And I'm not putting down the Florida hops. I do want to try it. In First Magnitude, we do have a bottle set aside that we are going to try there, Apopka. Yeah. I apologize that I never got, I did want to try this provisions because it was, I knew it was Brent's first time bottling. Uh, I didn't know how many bottles, and now finding out 40? Yeah. Holy cow. And the more I kept seeing people post it, it was like, good, I'm going to be able to try Which, it someday. Let's let's also just point out, like, I've hung out at Red Light. I yeah. like hanging out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I think most people okay. like that. A beautiful collage of bottles and cans that you could point at and say, let me get that one. Yeah. And it's there for the opening. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. guys, they have tons of refrigerators behind them, but also two that are just in the vintage area. So, and I love it, because Zach Nollinger and I, we gone and popped open some of the vintage stuff where we yeah. could got my i think it was my first heady topper and my first uh 10 fitty from 2012 2012 mm-hmm. it was like what it was a five to six year aged can that i got about a year and a half ago that was like it was unbelievable 
Yeah. So, guys, just look. And I'm going to mention somebody because uh, we kind of bumped into him recently. Uh, he introduced himself. But somebody who's come into this area, doesn't live here, kind of trying out the breweries. And this is what how this podcast works. Somebody from North Carolina comes in and says, hey, I've listened to your podcast. I love what you guys are doing. I've hit here. I've hit here. I've hit here. Thank you. Yeah. Sean Gallagher, thank you. Yeah, dude. That was amazing meeting that you was today. Cool. That was, that cool. was so rad. But here you go. he's going to listen to this episode and go, okay, i got to go to Red Light, Red Light now. Yeah. This is what we want you to do. Also, if you are at home, if you're out of the country, if you're out of the state, if you're in another city, go to that local beer bar and see what's going on behind the bar. Even though you're so used to what you drink, try new stuff. And that's what a citizen's program of what Red Light, Red Light does too, or try over 100 beers. And it's an, on, it's an honor program, but try other beers. Yeah. Try other beers. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, it was awesome meeting you. Thank uh, you so much, brother. Thanks for being a part of our So here you community. go. This one goes out to him. Cheers to Sean. There you go. Nice. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So here's to North Carolina, buddy, but you're going to be here soon, and we'll definitely be sharing more beers with you. So let's talk about Record Store Day a little, because we yes. got a lot going on. The details. Saturday the 22nd, yes. we are going to be at 1010 Brewing. Mm-hmm. They're uh, hosting their Record Day event um with a limited release that day which yep. we're super excited to have a bunch of so we're allowed to announce it yep. no no name yet dan saint pierre but uh dan's supposed to name this beer but oh, really yeah yeah he's naming I didn't it know he was naming he's it. he's naming it so dan's naming it from central 28 but 1010 and jeff De- so mike wallace horace anderson of uh 1010 so we have central 28 jeff de bishop they got together to make a pale ale that Brennan and I were very lucky to try today. Yeah. And damn good, man. That and it's smell. Still in progress, and it was awesome. Yeah. That yeah. smell of the dry hop, and it's still to be double dry hopped. Yeah, yeah. So, Horace, by now it's double dry hopped and going into your uh, keg. Saturday we'll be enjoying it, but today we got to enjoy it in freaking rad. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it yeah. was great. So, you're right. 10 10, Saturday, the 22nd. Yep. 11.30 it starts. We'll be there all day, guys. We're going to have our t-shirts. Uh, our stickers are awesome. We just got them. Yeah. We literally just Jillian texted us as we were enjoying our lunch saying the stickers are here. Our buttons are here. Yeah. Mike, your button guy in Orlando, Florida. You are an amazing man, guys. He is your button guy on Instagram. Please check him out. Mike, these buttons are rad. And your yeah. magnets are rad. I had no yeah. idea you did magnets. Yeah, so there's our next yeah. thing to have. Yeah. So those are rad. So, yeah. It's going to be a fun day. Please come hang out. Uh, come grab a shirt. We're there. Have some beers. Have some beers. Listen to some music with us. We might be recording a little. I think we are recording a little, obviously. But um, there's a lot of surprises to be had and a lot of fun to be had and a lot of introducing to be had. We want to meet you guys. So please come out. Um, I can't say it's worth the trek of where we are, but it is because it's, it's record store day. Music and beers are so worth Come out, please, please. Yeah, I don't think you do realize it. the importance of what Record Store Day really is and what Record Day well, is. Well, there's a parallel, like we said in the intro. There's a parallel from the craft beer industry yep. and what Record Store Day does for independent music stores. So let's pay homage to both. Right. Enjoy and, your local brewery. And records your, will be for sale there. Yeah. Not by yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. By, not by us. But yeah, so uh, we will have some. Re- uh, somebody will have some records for sale there. So guys, and he's doing a garage sale of it. So it's not just like... Oh, record store day stuff? No, it's like he's last time he brought crates. Yeah. Crates of, awesome. of records. So we expect to see you. Support us. Support support your local brewery. Come out. We'll be there. Yeah. 
All right, with that, guys, thank you again for this episode. Yeah. Thank you to Brent Hernandez yeah. from Red Light, Red Light. That was an awesome interview. We appreciate your time. Uh, we look forward to hanging out next time we're there. And if he's not there, guys, you heard some names today. John uh, is their manager over yeah. there. John's a great guy. Sarah's back. It's good to hear that she's back. You just got a great staff back there. So it, it, it's introduce yourself to these people. They're, they're, they're not snobs by any means. No. They're geeking out as much as yeah. you are. And they're excited when your eyes light up. They go, wait, 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 what did you think of? So, again, special thanks to them. Um, again, special thanks to Sean. Uh, Gallagher, it was awesome meeting you. Yeah. Uh, Mike, your button guy. Uh, Swag Chimp, who does our shirts. So, John, thank you so much. But, guys, check out Swag Chimp, Swag Chimp Labs. Uh, SwagChimp.com, they're doing amazing things for us. And I hope they can do amazing things for you. They do everything from apparel and also whatever your company needs. But they've been amazing to us. And the third shirts are in work already. So, yeah. guys, don't forget, these shirts are limited to 100. So those Record Store Day shirts, when they're out, they're done. We move on to the next. Word. So, Guys, thank you so much. This is Jeff Brennan. I am the producer of What Ails You. I am Brian Quain. I am your host of What Ails You. I want to give my love to the most beautiful woman in the world. Jillian Quain, you are a designer and photographer. I love you, baby. Thank you so much for everything, really. Everything's starting to come in for Record Store Day, and your, your designs are insane. I love you. Special thanks to Sad Myth for our music and editing. As always. We'll see you next week. All right, guys.